Welcome to A Brief Chat. I'm Jason Crane. Today is Friday. It is something, the 7th? Sure, the 7th of August, 2020. Great to have you here. Friday means poetry, and we will get to some poems right after we take a look back at this day in radical history via the Slingshot Collective Day Planner and the Certain Days Calendar. So I think we'll try and do these in chronological order here. So on this day in 1970 in Marin County, California, Jonathan Jackson, William Christmas, and James McLean were killed during their attempt to liberate the Soledad brothers from a courthouse. They, um, I think, killed the judge in that liberation attempt, and then they themselves uh, were killed. In 1973, 4,000 people marched with striking teachers, sparking union organizing in Guatemala City. In 1979, Maliki Shakur Latin was arrested, and I'm so sorry if I've butchered your name. Uh, He had been a Black Panther, uh, was born in the Bronx. He was involved in a traffic accident in 1979, and that led, I think, to a confrontation with the police. Uh, He eventually was set free on uh, December 6, 2016, after 37 years behind bars. And then in 1993, Dr. Matilda of Burma was arrested and sentenced to 20 years for pro-democracy work. So that's a look back at this day in radical history. Now, I've been mentioning, I think I mentioned this recently, that uh, I have a bunch of poets in the pipeline. But uh, now that this show is also a YouTube show, it makes it just slightly more complex with the poets part because now I have to... Uh, record them on video as opposed to just having them send me audio of themselves reading, you know, into their phone or into their computers or whatever. So uh, it's taking me just a little longer to get those poets uh, here on. So the last few weeks, I've just had basically a static photograph of a poet on the YouTube channel while you were hearing them read their own work. Today, I thought I would do things just a little bit differently. Uh, This is one of my favorite anthologies of poetry. It's called The Voice That Is Great Within Us. It's an anthology of American poetry from the 20th century uh, curated by Hayden Carruth. Now, it's from the 20th century up to 19... 70 or probably more realistically up to the very late 60s because it came out in 1970 and i have given this as a gift to many people um i just think it's really cool but you know what's uh true about it is that i had never read it all the way through myself like i had kind of delved in like you often do with an anthology but i decided some number of months ago to just put it on my nightstand and over time just read it through and generally speaking i'm not a writer in books you know i don't i don't write notes and stuff I did uh, break that rule with a a Buddhist book that was kind of important to my study toward ordination, and I wrote a lot of notes in it because it was getting to be ridiculous, the number of notes I was taking outside of the book. And then in poetry books, I will often, in the table of contents, I will put a little dot next to poems that I like so I can find them later. Because, you know, you read a book of poetry, and when you go back and just look at the titles, often you can't remember, though this is one that I really loved. So what I did today was I went through some of the dots that I had put in this one because there's a ton of poets. I mean, as you can see, it's it's big. It's like a. Ooh, are there was just an explosion and uh, I'm curious whether the audio part of this is still recording because I think my computer might have shut off there for a second. No, it still seems to be there. 
it uh, turned off, but everything's okay. That sounded like a transformer just blew. Um, there was an explosion and the power went out for just a second. So I think we're okay. Anyway, I went through the dots and uh, I just picked out some random poems. And now that I've talked so long already, uh, I, these are probably enough to fill up this time, but let's find out. Uh, so the first one is called Between Walls. And this is uh, by William Carlos Williams. Between Walls. The back wings of the hospital where nothing will grow lie cinders in which shine the broken pieces of a green bottle. And then we're going to skip ahead to uh, Sarah Teasdale, who lived from 1884 to 1933. And uh, this is a poem called What Do I Care? I don't think she titled her poems. I think um, all the titles are just taken from first lines or opening phrases or something. What do I care in the dreams and the languor of spring that my songs do not show me at all? For they are a fragrance, and I am a flint and a fire. I am an answer, they are only a call. But what do I care, for love will be over so soon? Let my heart have its say, and my mind stand idly by. For my mind is proud and strong enough to be silent. It is my heart that makes my songs, not I. I just, I think that's really lovely. The thing is, I put a lot of these, I read a lot of these a long time ago, because I actually, this has been on my nightstand, but it's been probably a couple months since I've been reading it at night, because I've been just reading a lot of other things. And uh, so I'm kind of being reintroduced to some of these now as I just kind of randomly go through. This is E.E. E. Cummings, I believe. Yep. Uh, this is called Spring is Like a Perhaps Hand. Spring is like a perhaps hand, which comes carefully out of nowhere, arranging a window into which people look, while people stare, arranging and changing, placing carefully there a strange thing and a known thing here, and changing everything carefully. Spring is like a perhaps hand in a window, carefully to and fro, moving new and old things, while people stare carefully, moving a perhaps fraction of flower here, placing an inch of air there, and without breaking anything. It's so fascinating. I I definitely cannot write like that. I don't mean like I can't write as well as E.E. E. Cummings, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> let's just take that as read. But I mean, that style um, of writing where it feels like there is such a purposeful flow and placement of everything, even though the language is so broken up and piecemeal. Like it just feels like you fall through his poems, but there's, it's like falling through a tree. Like you climbed a high tree and you lost your grip and you fell down, but there was like a branch to catch you at each little place so that when you end at the bottom, you're not hurt. And uh, yeah, I just, I feel that way about reading his poems. Now we will turn to a poem by uh, Charles Reznikoff, who he's, I, yes, he, he has to be dead. Otherwise he's the oldest living person in the world, uh, but he was not dead when this anthology came out. He was born in 1894. So <laughs> I think it's safe to say he's no longer with us. Uh, oh, this is called uh, these days, the papers in the street, these days, the papers in the street leap into the air or burst across the lawns. Not a scrap, but has the breath of life. These in a gust of wind play about. Those for a moment lie still and sun themselves. That's just great. That's just, you know, it's so incredibly evocative of just a moment. I just, I, that ability to just capture a moment perfectly. It's such a skill. 
Uh, here's one by Muriel Rukeyser. This is called Boy With His Hair Cut Short. I think this will be the last one. Sunday shouts down on this 20th century evening. The L passes. Twilight and bulb define the brown room, the overstuffed plum sofa. The boy and the girl's thin hands above his head. A neighbor radio sings stocks, news, serenade. He sits at the table, head down, the young clear neck exposed, watching the drugstore sign from the tail of his eye. Tattoo, neon, until the eye blears, while his solicitous tall sister, simple in blue, bending behind him, cuts his hair with her cheap shears. The arrow's electric red always reaches its mark. Successful neon. He coughs, impressed by that precision. His child's forehead, forever protected by his cap, is bleached against the lamplight as he turns head and steadies to let the snippets drop. Erasing the failure of weeks with level fingers, she sleeks the fine hair, combing, You'll look fine tomorrow. You'll surely find something. They can't keep turning you down. The finest gentleman's not so trim as you. Smiling, he raises the adolescent forehead, wrinkling ironic now. He sees his decent suit laid out, new pressed, his car fare on the shelf. He lets his head fall, meeting his, her earnest, hopeless look, seeing the sharp blades splitting, the darkened room, the impersonal sign, her motion, the blue vein, bright on her temple, pitifully beating. That's just a heartbreaking piece of poetry. Oh, so amazing. Well, so there's some poems. Uh, I highly recommend this anthology, uh, The Voice That Is Great Within Us, you know, no such thing as a perfect anthology. You might have uh, issues with the selection or the way it's put out or whatever, but I think it's wonderful. I think Hayden Carruth uh, is a great poet who put it together himself, um, who, whose work is worth absolutely diving into. And I just, I just love it. Um, it's pretty cheap. Uh, you can carry a lot of poetry with you in a thing that's this big. And uh, there's a lot of great poets in here. So I hope that was cool. Uh, I hope you are having a fabulous day today, whatever you're hearing or watching this. Um, it is now on YouTube, so if you're mostly used to listening to the show, you can go to abriefchat.com and click on the ABC on YouTube link. It'll take you right there. If you're already watching this on YouTube, you can find all the previous episodes, including the ones before it was on YouTube, at abriefchat.com. That's also where you can become a member. Thank you so much to everybody who's already done that. It's, uh, it's hugely helpful. And that's it. If you are a member, you'll get an episode tomorrow. And if you're not, I'll uh, talk to you on Monday about what I don't know yet. I love you. A better world is possible, but we have a lot of work to do. And honestly, poetry helps. Poetry helps.